Greetings, travelers. The following episode is of Listener Tales. Now, we do not read these ahead of time, so listener discretion is advised. I'm author Mark Muncie. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings, travelers. <laughs> we are almost at... Okay, now you're being creepy. We are almost at a hall... Do you want me to come back when you're done? I'm just having fun. It's Halloween. Well, it's almost it. Halloween. We got it's three so days till close. Halloween. I can taste it. I'm, I'm I'm staring at the bags of candy and uh, I'm just... I, you know, I don't think you're just everywhere. staring. I think you're eating some of that. Well, maybe. And there's pumpkin pie... And pumpkin this and pumpkin that. It's it's true. I have to give. I have I'm to give also little... for the first time in fall in twenty years. So. Oh, that's true. That's very true. I have to give a little shout out because um, my amazing friend who runs um, Enchanted Flower Bake Shop, yes, uh, was at a farmer's market, and one of the things I love in this world, which I've discussed, is candy corn. Yeah, and I kind of held myself back but she sent me from off the grid goodies that's the name of the company off the grid goodies and you can find them at off the grid goodies on facebook and instagram and stuff like that freeze dried candy corn oh okay i had I, some freeze dried uh we had one of our other friends gave us uh some freeze dried jolly ranchers and that, that was amazing. That was incredible. They were really, really interesting. And they came to us at Spagella. I think that's your friends. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, and I am, um, I am waiting to eat these delightful things, um, until the Halloween. But I, I just, I said I'd give a shout out. So there is the shout out off the grid goodies. So, yeah, yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, and this um, is a yeah, special, are, this is special episode. This is a special episode. We've gotten, uh, a few more questions. We've gotten a few more listener tales. And these are a little on the scary side, gang. So we, we want to thank you for that. So we thought we would do this special episode for you all as our way of dressing in a sheet and going boo. Yeah, let's let's give you all back to you. Uh, so you guys can share with each other the ghostly tales around the fire this uh, Halloween. So. Yes. And we appreciate it. Please keep sending us questions, tales. Oh, yeah. We love it. Keep... And we get a lot of feedback. So I will say that. Um. Mark, do you want to begin or do you want me to begin? I think we're going to start with some questions, right? Yeah, let's start with the questions. We'll save those tales for after the break, gang, because, you know, those, some of those are, right, wow. Uh, but some of these are even, uh, you know, so just be ready. Buckle up. Um, why, don't, why don't you do the first one? Okay, so. I'll do the first one. And this is from Tracy. Hello, Tracy. Hello, Tracy. Okay, she says... What are your all, y'all's, I, I did that horribly, Tracy. I'm sorry. I'm going to try this again. What are your all's thoughts on sleep paralysis? It's a newer thing for me, past three years or so. I can tell what's going on around me and I hear an intense groaning that's loud and nonstop and I'm screaming for help, but no one hears me. Uh, wow. Okay. Didn't need worst, to start that off. Worst <laughs> feeling ever. Yes. And starting us off with a bang, Tracy. Yeah. Okay. There's anyway, more. 
My fiance never experienced it until recently. We have become homeless a little over a month ago, and we are camping with our dogs in the mountains of Eastern Kentucky. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Tracy. Hopefully by the time this airs, that has been resolved been for you. Um, and okay. So let me say this again. We have but became... camping in the mountains of Eastern Kentucky, not the worst place. So, nope. but also a scary place. Yes. As we've, we've became... discussed. Oh my gosh. Okay. Stop making it scarier, Mark. Here we go. Right. We have become, became homeless over a month ago and we are camping with our dogs in the mountains of Eastern Kentucky. And I walk around up here a lot alone and I feel like I'm being led deeper and deeper into the mountains every time I go out. Wow. But since we have been here, it's like he's taken my sleep paralysis from me and has done it multiple times since we've been here. There are multiple things that's happened. There are a few graves up here and lots of stories about deaths up here. I feel safe most of the time, but the gravitation into the woods and him suddenly having sleep paralysis worries me, as well as my dogs going crazy over seemingly nothing. Wow. Ah, that is back there. Oh, I have so many. I bet you can see it through the screen, Mark. My goosebumps, 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 goosebumps. So, um, there is a lot to unpack. Uh, sleep paralysis, for those that don't know, is uh, a feeling of you, you, you're asleep, but you're awake and you can't move. And generally, there's you just feel that nightmare feeling in your gut. That you have to get away, you have to scream, but you can't because there's that same instinct that your 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 body gets when you sleep, so that you don't go around sleepwalking and running around in your dreams. You know, it's keeping you there, and that's holding you in, and you get that panic feeling, that feeling of terror. Some people say it's being caused by something; something is influencing you, an external force. Uh, some say it's chemical in the brain. That's like I just described the. The, the chemical that you know keeps you asleep and keeps you in bed isn't working right and they're you know and they're not you know and they're mixing and matching now that said being called deeper and deeper into the woods i feel that every time i go anywhere because i want to drive into the woods and and just see what's out there i you know that's that's the call i think the... this is different though so this sounds very different this... this sounds very very different and we we have talked about these things a little bit so Tracy on the sleep paralysis, you guys might want to just do a little deciding wherever you are, um, that, uh, your own. And we talked about this a little bit on the Erica ghost episode, but decide your own barrier of protection, decide to encompass you, your dogs, your fiance in whatever you imagine or can bring into being, being your protection circle, because it seems like there is a distinct possibility something could be there. I would, I, but the being called into the woods and being pulling deeper and deeper gets a little bit into the realm of Fae, I think. That's my opinion. Yeah, this is definitely, you know, get yourself help any way you can, find a local support group, you know, um, they can help through a lot of things. You you have internet, you know, uh, you you emailed us, but you also said you've messaged us other ways. So you know, help you know, find yourself some support. Uh, you know, we hate to hear 
that you know you're out and about without a without a home that's the worst feeling yes uh and thank you for listening to us i'm sure uh hopefully give you some comfort out there but there are also places there that can help with that you know so definitely google up your local support centers and um you know you know there are churches and and foundations that will help you um and get you back maybe help you get back on your feet but also not only that can help you with this so mm-hmm. you know um it might be medical it might be you know spiritual it might be something else so definitely you know get some help seek outside advice yes podcasters we're not experts that's true and you can always reach out believe it or not there's some paranormal groups they don't charge you for doing it you can look up reputable paranormal groups in your area get references and have them just come observe and regardless they they will do that but what i would think about on the being pulled into the woods is just remember whatever your positive thought is that you can go back to and do that and just really when you guys go to sleep at night put that area of protection that you guys put together and have the right intentions because that will that will help you and it sounds like you're going through a scary time i hope there are definitely areas that can help you and i would reach out locally to see shelters and things like that that can help you to get back on your feet. So Tracy, we wish you and your fiance and your wonderful little pups all the luck in the world. And please keep us updated on what's happening because we'd love to know that you guys found a place. Yeah, yeah, love to. And uh, all right, so let's move on from that that whiz-bang opener. Oh my gosh. All right, so this one was sent to us anonymously. It wasn't sent anonymously, but we are anonymous because it was asked for. And this is how it starts. Asking anonymously just because the question is about my son. My son has speech delays, so understanding him isn't always the easiest. Lately, he has developed a fear of something in our house. I tried dismissing Uh... it at first, but when he started mentioning specifics such as mommy, kitchen scary, mommy, brother's room scary, my gut started saying there's something to this. When I ask him what is scary, he is replying with what sounds like B-O. I've tried to clarify what he is saying with him to no avail. He will say yes when I have it right. Last night, he said it again as he got into bed. Mommy, B-O, scary. I said, I don't know what you're saying, baby. Show me where it is. He replied, right here as he pointed under his bed oh a crib bed sitting only a couple inches off the ground of course now i'm lightly spooked but i got it together we recited some affirmations and laid ground rules together about not allowing anything good or bad to scare him very good once he fell asleep i went to the bathroom on the other side of his room and messaged a friend of mine who is a medium just to get some peace of mind. When I hit send, I heard a loud noise in his room. Immediately, I went to find him still sleeping and his hard hat, small but as hard as a real one, had flown off his dresser and was laying in the middle of the floor. Oh. Yeah. Uh, This morning, one of my daughter's talking toys was going off in the living room, which is a first for this toy, though we have had it for weeks. Any thoughts on this? I tried to debunk everything and try not to be so skeptical. But although we have had 
mall activity in this house before. We've been here since 2020. I feel like the last couple of weeks, things are really stirred up. Oh my gosh. I can't even get the goosebumps to go away right now. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So anonymous. Oh, is how she typed that. So yeah. Anonymous Um, you. Yes. There is something there. And the kid is your child because absolutely something has arrived. Yep. Wow. I would say definitely, like I said, you guys set some boundaries, you did that, and then it reacted. That's that's a sign that there's a reaction, right? You've you've made contact. Uh now we need to figure out the rules of this thing. And that is what I would recommend getting a good paranormal team in to see if we can figure out ground rules. Uh yeah. you, know, you know, we need we need to figure out Okay, don't do this. Don't do that. But it's okay to do this, do this, do that. Because we also want to keep your family safe. There is that is the top priority, yeah, you know, for their mental well being, if nothing else. Because it sounds like this thing's made some scary things, but and it's thrown a hat, but not at anybody. So, um, you know, it's no, I think it was out. making a point that it, it could it, if it wanted to. Yeah, yeah, no, that's and not don't be scared. I'm not trying to to no. do fear, but I, I'm just saying that. It obviously has the ability to move objects and cause change in objects. We recommend getting a paranormal team there. The other thing I I really recommend is this. You have to have the power and not whatever, but you can tell it that it has to, it cannot do this. It cannot scare your son and tell your son that he can say it is not allowed to scare him. Please don't scare me. Yeah, 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 yeah. When, yep. do not scare me or we'll yep. make you leave yep and yeah yep. you know, and that's that's what you just you've gotta try that um but again reach out if you need me to uh you know if you need me to contact you again i'm happy to i've i've sent you a couple messages since and haven't heard back uh so if you are listening or anything please you know drop me another line would like to know how things are going yes. and uh also if you do need me to get in touch with the team in your area if you haven't I'd love to uh, help you get involved with some people that can help and maybe even some other services that, you know, can come check the house, check your child and everything. So, yeah, because I would, I would absolutely say um, that, and make sure you give your child the power, let him know that he can tell it that it's not allowed to scare him and that he is stronger than it is. But Something, and that's what I was, I talked earlier on the ghost show. Sometimes they just come in. They don't have to have been in the house before or they be an item or just walking around, you know, being around who knows, but definitely let your son know that you believe him and yeah. that he needs to tell you when it's there and that he needs to tell it, it doesn't get to scare him. Yeah. And then you so. need to tell it too. And because it might just be something trying to communicate and it's, scaring him, you know, and because it doesn't know how to communicate. And that's another thing you'd say is, Hey, if you're trying to talk to somebody, talk to me because you're scaring my child, you know, and, and all that, that that's another way to approach it. There are a lot of different ways to approach it. That's why we recommend a team. They might be able to help. Yes. No, I agree. Okay. Moving on. Here we go. That one, that, that, who, okay. Next one. Um, it's, this was from Facebook. It says, hi, I am Deborah, Debbie's best friend. Oh, okay. Hi, I Deborah. asked, huh? hi, Deborah. I asked her to meet you and talk 
about her book at Cicada Bookstore Coffee Shop. Oh, right after Mothman Festival. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We met 27 years ago. We were both pregnant and had our babies three days apart. Oh, we feel like. We, yes. That that's actually a little interesting. Um, we feel like we've known each other from a past life. We instantly connected and found out we shared the same paranormal background, even as a child. We both always had experience with aliens and also ghosts. I've witnessed the strange happenings in her log home she had. I'm actually in her book, but after they fleed the home, she moved over the hill from me and I saw strange lights come up circling her home at midnight. I actually called her and woke her up. The lights were coming through the windows on her walls. Just one many strange encounters. They hovered, no sound, then shot straight up into the sky and they were gone. I've had many alien ghost encounters. I've also had vivid strange dreams that come to pass. People say I have a gift, but I don't pursue it. It runs through five generations of women's in my side of the family, but also my son is autistic and he sees and talks to spirits daily. I taped him once. You could hear things talking to him. Me and Debbie's house, my son are very intuitive and can read people's energy and the energy of old houses. There are so many things Debbie and I can tell you concerning paranormal throughout our lives. Some are very dark things. I hope you enjoy the book Debbie is sending you. It's a hundred percent facts. I would love to chat with y'all sometimes on how I pursue my gifts. Thanks. And you and your wife have a spooky day. Oh yeah. Carrie and I, Carrie and I definitely will. Uh, and I did just get the book, uh, Deborah sent me and it's called entities at log legend house. Ooh. And it was out of print, and I'm not sure if it is in print. And I'm looking forward to reading it. I literally just got it. Uh, I'm finishing up my Halloween reads, and I'm going to dive into it. And thank you, you know, uh, Debbie's best friend there. And we will. Uh, and it was nice meeting you all at Cicada Books. We love meeting you all at any of the events we're at, and we love talking stories. And uh, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to reading it, and I will definitely be in touch. We want to talk about more, and we'd love to hear more of these you know, strange occurrences and events. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. And if you want to pursue your gifts, what do we recommend? Highly recommend for that reach. You know, that's what your, those wonderful spiritual groups are. You, check out your local community centers. Usually sometimes your libraries, there are usually metaphysical stores nearby that have groups that meet up again. Google is your friend, uh, you know, or whatever, you know, choice uh, search engine you like to use. I like to use Bing. So I get my Bing points. And, and earn free things. But, you know, definitely do that. Or Facebook groups or social media groups. There are tons out there of like-minded folks learning how to deal with things and learning to, you know, pursue their own gifts and stuff. You know, it depends on if you want to go more spiritual or if you want to go more, you know, mediumship and stuff like that. There's a lot of different ways. You got to kind of guide yourself. You get out of it what you put into it. That's all I can say. I I agree. I agree completely. Um. Okay, so All next right. one. Next one. This is from Andrew. Andrew? Hi, Andrew. Hi, I just finished listening to your episode on Halloween movies and really enjoyed it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, definitely added a few things to the list that I need to check out. I am always delighted to hear anyone mention Trick or Treat. For some reason, I think of that movie as my little secret since I can't talk to anyone, I can't, since I can't talk anyone I know into checking it out. I have given people some copies of that one as gifts 
and they still can't get them to trust me. But Spirit Halloween seems to have no shortage of trick-or-treat merch, so how obscure can it really be? So that's one I have to watch to make it officially Halloween. I think the movie I push the most right now, though, is A Dark Song, a real slow burn of a movie about a magic ritual that, of course, goes wrong. Content warning, child death in a character's background. And I think that tightens the screws really well. Can't think of much else y'all probably haven't seen. A Company of Wolves is an old favorite. Ready or Not was Tomorrow Evening is a fun one. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Uh, and Company of Wolves is fantastic. Uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid comes highly recommend me, recommended to me and is on this year's to-be-watched Halloween pile. I haven't seen it yet. Discovered you guys at Dragon Con where I really enjoyed your panel, panel on Holler Monsters. Looking forward to listening to more and checking out your books. Ooh. Well, thank you, Andrew. That thank was you. great. And uh, it was nice meeting you at Dragon Con. And yes. um, and we are doing much more on Holler Monsters. We're doing another one at, uh, we did one just recently at the uh, Scarefest on local Holler Monsters to Kentucky area. And we'll be doing some more Holler Monsters on the show because that's definitely my favorite. I that's that's my home. I love listening to these little tales of the the Mothmans that haven't popped. You know, give yeah. me give me those every day. So, and we have quite a few of those coming up in Nightmare November. So that'll yeah, be. Exciting. I will put a dark song and Tigers are not afraid on my uh, to be watched pile as well. So creepy, and then you can tell me that I have to watch it. I still have a yep. list from there our movies thing because yeah, yeah, we've watched a few. You got trick or treat down I now. did get trick or treat. We did we did do that and I have a couple yeah. more to go from our Halloween movie list but I'm still in the move, middle of my book so that's my Yeah, that's what mine I too. Do. Yep, yep. All right. So okay. your Next turn. One. Here we go. Husband and I watched a movie last night. I know it's just a movie, but at one point a character made a comment about finding a loose cassette tape on the fence. And the other guy playing the investigator from the Vatican explains that spells and curses can be recorded then the tape ripped out and left in the place with intention. I lived through the 80s and 90s, so I saw the discarded tape a lot. I'm saying that because it was in all caps. I'm sure there are a myriad of reasons a tape becomes litter, but this was interesting to me. Have you ever heard if this was actually is or... Wait, have you heard if this was actually or is actually a thing? Or just a thing on a film someone made up because it sounded good? Andrea. Well, hello, Andrea. Well, Andrea, uh, that's a great question. So. And I'm just going to say I watched the movie The Ring. You mm. know? Um, I I don't know, Mark. What, thoughts? I, have not, oh, I yeah, haven't heard of this, so... I have. Okay, uh, of course it, you have. It's not a common thing. It was, again, early 80s uh, when cassette tapes were finally becoming ubiquitous. Uh, they were everywhere. That's my million dollar word for the day. Uh, they were they were pretty common in uh, after eight tracks were starting to disappear and stuff. But people thought these magnetic media, you could record things on it. Now, I'm, there's a lot of movies where people recorded things on LPs and our wonderful movie, Evil Dead. They recorded it on reel to reel. And when it played back, it did the summonings, you know, so and then uh there's uh, people who recorded voodoo rights and stuff on LPs that turned into the movie, The Skeleton Key. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, there, there are a lot of things. I'm not sure what movie that was where somebody mentioned 
uh, that you could rip them out and leave them in a place with intention. That sounds interesting. I'd like to know what movie that is, Andrew, because I want to watch it. I have heard of people recording something and then leaving it in an area and saying, you know, this is to be played or this is to be done. I don't think that's why we saw them everywhere. I think the reason we saw them everywhere is they get jammed in our machines and we'd eject them out of the tape deck and we'd just throw them away. And sometimes if you're in the middle of nowhere and those tapes were literally like spider webs of a thousand magnitude uh, when they would come fully unraveled because you had feet and feet and feet of magnetic tape. You know, when one of those cassette little got smashed and it just went everywhere. Yeah, I, I think it happens. A, a lot of time was because we were on our bicycles with our Walkmans. Oh, and yeah. Get, and then we'd lose the tape and we wouldn't even realize we'd lost it till we're four miles away because uh, it just got to the point you know, <laughs> where the tape snapped. So that's why I think you found them everywhere is people just, they were everywhere. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. So question, but you tell, yeah, it could be, but tell us the movie because I think it's true yeah. with journals and things like that. Like you can put intention anywhere. It's just. Yeah. Intention yeah. is intention. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Voodoo dolls. That's another episode. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Mark. Uh, I am not familiar with the Fay folk. But I'm experiencing something that I feel like could be fake. Please let me know what you think. The past four months, my family has been losing a ton of stuff. We've lost meditation beads I've made. My oldest daughter's favorite doll. My youngest daughter's picture day outfit. And most recently, a child's book called The Ghost Who's Afraid of the Dark. I can completely understand losing kids' toys, but this feels more than just a coincidence, Diana. Ooh, so. Diana, I agree. That is more than just a coincidence. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what did you do right before this happened, Diana? Yeah. Are, have you moved somewhere? Did you reset did something? You did you uh, bring something move? in? Did you go yeah. on a, a trip somewhere and maybe, you know, through the park or the forest or something? I would go back to whatever you did right before that because yeah, did you I, deface the carving of a green man in the forest I don't, yeah something <laughs> like that like did you did you whistle in the woods oh mm -hmm. mm. yeah there's a lot of things but i would just say yeah definitely certainly again just say hey i don't know what we've done please stop we're tired of losing things tell us what we need to do to make amends see what happens can't hurt i would and you know the fate like um, shiny things and treats. So you yeah. may be able to lead them out of the house. Yeah. Bake them a pie. Yeah. And, then, and if nothing else, you know, the kids will eat it in a day or two if, if the fae don't. So, yeah, um, no, it's it's something you may you may yeah. want to try to see with um, shiny things. It doesn't have to be valuable shiny things. They like shiny things and like little jemmy kind of things and stuff and you may want to give that a shot and see if they're taken and then you need to escort it out if that's mm -hmm. the case. And hopefully you'll find wherever it's stashed everything because it's it's somewhere. They don't take it outside. It's somewhere. No, it's, it's somewhere. It's yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, not in a leprechaun's, you know, you know, pocket. So uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. Just yeah. good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. And let us know what happens, Diana. Yes, please, please, please. Exciting, exciting. All right. I would, I would try shiny objects. Okay. All right. Um, Your here turn. Here we go. T this is from Tina. Hi, Erica, Callie, and Mark. 
Bye. Hello. Um, love your show. Well, thank you. Thank you. Been a fan since catching you all at Dragon Con. Whoop whoop. We had some fun at Dragon Con. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I've been I've I think I've almost caught up on your past episodes. Consider me a forever traveler. Oh, oh I well, like that. We need a we need a new sticker. I'm a forever traveler. I'm a forever traveler. I love it. Okay. My question is, since Mark has been researching so long, it's literally fucking centuries. I'm yeah, telling yeah. You, Dana. Okay. Um, since Mark has been researching so long, is there any recent place you want to investigate that you heard of this year? Just only heard of this year, I think. Only it's heard a- of this year. Sorry, let me. Uh, recent yeah. place you want to investigate, you only heard of this year. Like, I just learned from you all that go visit Cocaine Bear. You should. Mark and team went to go visit Cocaine Bear after PopCon. I wasn't with them. Mark has got to take me. It's very sad. Um, well, you're going to you, you uh, you're gonna go see him at Scarefest. Which oh, that's true. Yes, to. yes. Pablo Escobar okay. is a guest there. So. so we'll see you on the other side, Tina. See you on the oh, other see side, Tina. see you on the other side, Tina. Yes. So, um, um, Wow. Was there a place I heard of this year? Yeah, I, this is going to be um, a you question because I've heard of a ton of places now doing this podcast with you. <laughs> so I will say one place that I'm going to go investigate, which is the House Cat Museum in Western North Carolina because oh, the I'm Museum of the Harry, House Cat. Yes, and go investigate the Museum to House Cats because that is just sounds bizarre as crap. So what about you, Mark? Well, I kind of want to say I want to go visit Deborah Eastham's Log Legend House that I just got the book for. So uh, that the yeah that we had the question for earlier. So that's definitely one. But uh, no, there's a uh, recent UFO hotspot. It's not too far from my new home, so I am excited to go visit that. That's one. But number two is uh, there's a place called the tunnel to nowhere. And uh, I've heard several fun stories and legends about that. And that is on my agenda for very, very soon. And I will be reporting on that for a future episode. So, and I might even be able to drag Erica there. So, yeah, no, um, I will definitely say uh, I I'm good with aliens. You know how I feel about intensely haunted places, but um aliens i'm good with so let's let's do it let's et phone home so well tina that was amazing thank you forever traveler we appreciate it yeah thank you i appreciate that yeah hey mark over to you all right so um let's see next one is it seems that sightings of dog man have really increased over the last few years i feel like it is because of the supernatural nature of these things and it is a sign of the times we are in, biblically speaking. What are y'all's thoughts on the increase in Dogman and other cryptid sightings, Sloan? Well, well Sloan. Sloan. Um, yeah. Um, so there's, uh, we found out recently, the re- we've gotten a lot of Dogman questions. We haven't even done a Dogman episode yet, but somehow uh, somebody in a Dogman group on social media got turn people on to us they they definitely were talking about some of our earlier listener questions episodes and stuff so so we have actually reached out to a couple dog man experts that will be joining us for nightmare november very yeah. very soon and we are going to be doing a full dog man episode which will give us 
you know, we're going to ask the people who are the, you know, the, the one boots on the ground, the people doing it. Do I think there is a rise because of things? I think there's a rise because we're seeing things because we're encroaching on lands we've never encroached on where, you know, we as a people are moving into places in the world that we've never moved, particularly here in the United States and in South America, which guess what? That's where the most dogman sightings are. So, um, it's true. And I also think going with that is more and more people have ways to communicate things out that didn't. And so some of the more rural areas, not that they didn't have ways, but a lot of rural areas are less likely to take on technology. And so you see a slow expansion of technology, cell phones, computers, things like that, that have been around for a while. But I think people who live in major cities take for granted that a lot of rural areas don't necessarily adopt these things as easily. So you're hearing more stories that existed previously, but just didn't have a chance to, for lack of a better term, go viral. Yeah. And, and like I said, we even had recently, there was some you know, footage of a Bigfoot off of a train that turned out to be a guy in a costume, you know, um, that I had to spend a weekend, you know, emailing everybody going, I'm sorry, that's actually the Jack Lake's Bigfoot costume. The train does a Bigfoot train show. So yeah, not every sighting is what you think it is. So, but thanks to social media and everybody's got a phone, I do think it is only a matter of time before we finally start getting some concrete video evidence of these things. So yeah. Agreed. Okay, next one. Thank you, Sloan, for that. Um, Thank you, Sloan. This next one. Do, yeah, dog. Oh, this is another dog man. This so. is our dog man. And this is why I think this one's just one of my favorite questions we've ever gotten. Okay, it says greetings, travelers. Greetings. Oh, greetings. Um, would <laughs> of course I get stuck with this one. Would a 357 be enough to take out a dog man? This is from Jimmy. <laughs> Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. For the question. Um, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people who talk about the need for using a high caliber gun if a dog man or an aggressive Bigfoot attack them, just like you need a high caliber gun to take out a bear. They always say that, right? It's always, you know, and I'm, I'm honestly like, don't shoot these things unless you absolutely are in danger of your life. That is don't shoot people in case you're in absolute danger of your life. This is just a rule, you know, you know, unless you're out hunting for a specific thing where there are seasons and there are no dog man or Bigfoot seasons. Thank you very much. Cause if these things do exist, they are definitely endangered, if not nearly extinct. So you, do you want to be the one that puts the last one out of its misery? Some people do uh, because they want that real thing. That said, the world record grizzly kill was killed by a lovely Native American woman named Bella Twin. And she shot a huge grizzly bear that was attacking her with a single shot 22 rifle. So it's not what you got, it's how you use it. <laughs> I'm going to put the link to that story. I'm going to find it. I'm going to put that in the notes to this. So so for you guys saying, "Oh, I would take it out with a 357 or an AK47 or a grenade launcher or a tank or whatever." Stop. Well, that, and you know how I feel about hunting. If your life is, and I mean, truly in danger, yep. fine. But other than that, don't go hunt these things. These things should not be hunted in that terminology 
with the intent to shoot, wound, or kill them. They need to be observed and preserved because if they are creatures out there that like this, and they are in this dimension, many other topics to talk about later, they've been here longer than we have. So let's yeah. not go they're, they're about invading their territory. So yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, Mark, I think we have one more before the break. One more for the break. Let's let's get it done. So uh, this is about Bigfoot. I saw it as a teen, so I've always been trying to prove its existence. It's something different when it's brought up in court at a child custody case. I explained to them local law enforcement doesn't want to come forward because of ridicule like this. Presidents have seen UFOs in Bigfoot. I'm about to get the court footage and I'll share with you all the clips in the next week or month. Keep getting people to report the sightings. David S. So thanks for the email, David. Yeah, it's tough to prove its existence. And some people in custody cases or other things will use it to discredit you. They will say, look, he's crazy. He watches ancient aliens. He's crazy. He watches Finding Bigfoot. He's crazy. He listens to eerie travels. You know, she's crazy because she believes in palmistry and she's a witch or, you know, she's, you know, whatever. That's that's what custody battles are all about. I went through a very nasty one with my ex-wife to try to get custody of my two wonderful kids. Uh, and they bring up everything. They throw everything at the wall that they think might sway a judge because a custody battle is not usually with a jury. It's with one judge. And that, all is, you have to do is swing that one judge. And it's usually when people are at their worst. It's kind of like divorce cases. Most people the same thing. amicably divorce. It's normally gnarly. But send us the footage, David. We'd love to see. Send it to so us. So you've got some footage that you know, you're going to show the court that you know, you know made you a believer and, and all that. I'd love to see Bigfoot evidence ended, entered into a courtroom I had a couple of friends of mine are comic book creators and web cartoonists uh, back during my custody battle. And they were so happy to find out that their cartoons were being introduced as evidence in a custody battle. Uh, but then when they found out it was being introduced as a bad thing, they were like, oh, oh, you know, no, 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 that's not good. No, but of exactly. course, one of them said, well, if you'd like me to walk to that judge and put my Eisner on its desk, you know. Yeah, and then of course the other two cartoonists told him, yeah, anything to bring out your F and Eisner, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. But yeah, okay. hopefully at some point people don't take this as goofy. I mean, there are, like you said, there are presidents who've talked about UFOs. There are presidents who've talked about Bigfoot. Tay Roosevelt wrote about a Bigfoot sighting. Uh, you know, these are these are things that people have said they've seen, you know, and from throughout history. So, yeah, it's sad that people like to make fun of you and bully you for it. And this is just one of those things. Custody battles are one of those things. So. Yeah. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and come back with some listener stories. Destiny Beard, the lyrical soprano who will haunt your dreams. With her alluring melodies and intricate harmonies, this dark siren of wistful song shall capture your soul and lead you into the night. Check out Destiny's new single, The Haunting Is Over, 
with international musicians Sam Haynes and Gary Bennett, as well as her other musical works at destinybeer.com. Erie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. And what of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock, or the Satan spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio, to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncie and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncie, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. We are We're back. back. We are back. And now oh to my the goodness. listen Those to were great. Those yeah. were great. Oh my gosh. We love the listener questions, gang. So please keep them coming. I like some of those were kind of mixed a little bit of experiences with questions. So those are, you know, also great. So please just send them our way, go to the Erie Travels website and click the link to send us a story or drop me an email at mark at erietravels.com. And I'm, I think all that comes straight to me. So. True. And then it gets filtered to me and by filtered, he copies it on a form and then I read it. So speaking yep. of filter to me, here's our first listener tale. Yeah, listener tales. These are here we go. These are fun. Okay, here's my encounter. Heard on your show what the dog man looked like. I swear I saw one. I live in Northeast Oklahoma, and about 2020, me and my friends were driving down a road called the Old Whiskey Road, and a giant wolf dog looking thing ran across in front of me. It must have been seven to eight feet tall. It ran on all fours. It was black as far as I could tell because I was driving under some overhanging trees. I looked back to see if anyone else seen it as it was fast and nobody said anything. I turned around and I didn't see it anymore. I hope you all enjoy my experience. Any questions, let me know. Luke. Well, hello, Luke. Luke, so Northeast Oklahoma near Old Whiskey Road. Um, there we go. That question last one, where's the new place you want to go visit? Guess what? That's being added to the top of the list. So... Wow. You know, a I giant have... wolf dog. That's exactly what everybody describes it as. And running across, you know, seven or eight feet tall on all fours. You know, that's nuts. You know, that, think about that, gang. How big is that? That's horse size, right? That is horse size. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's what they say. I mean, but they also say, honestly, that Bigfoots are that. But I don't think they run on all fours, most Bigfoots. Correct. No, they tend to run, if anything, like gorillas, if they are kind of on all fours, but everybody always says like a gorilla, but, you know, but nine times out of 10, they run on two feet. So yeah, so same with dog man. So this is dog man, dog man, dog man, my friend. Okay. The next right. one is for you. Thank you, Luke. Now, thank you for that, Luke. Yes. Uh, and please report that sighting to uh, one of the reporting places. Uh, there is a dog man reporting site that I will try to get uh, the notes for, but the Bigfoot Expedition Bigfoot also takes dogman reports. So, yes. All right. So, my pup 
is named Ophi. He doesn't Hello, bark. little Ophi. Hello, little Ophi. It's a good pupper. Uh, he doesn't bark often and doesn't growl at all. That's a good boy. That's a very good boy. Or girl. I don't know. It doesn't say. My husband and I were camping at Land Between the Lakes in Kentucky. Oh, we've discussed this place, Erica. We haven't done it on the air yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is uh, the hot spot right now. Or... Uh, all gotten set up and ready to have dinner. From the north side of the camp, we heard what sounded in one breath like a bird slash gorilla slash bear sound that lasted at least 10 seconds and sounded like the vocals were morphing. No one else was in the area. We couldn't find anything, so we went about our evening. About 30 minutes later, we heard it again on the south side of camp. This time, Ophi was growling and lowering his head, ready for a fight. After trying to research weird animals from the area, I stumbled across the Dogman of Land Between the Lakes. I also found your podcast from a Dogman group that has been posting all about Mark after his visit to Virginia. Do you suppose this was an encounter with a Dogman? <laughs> Note, my husband and I are avid outdoors people since we were very young. This is why I am weirded out. Carrie C. Hey, and you spelled Carrie. The same way we spell our carry. Um, so I don't know about the dog man thing and the voices. What this immediately makes me think of is something else. So bird gorilla bear. Uh bird, gorilla bear. There are things that we've talked about that change the vocals and the perceptions to try to scare or engage and stuff like that. And for it to change its vocal range like that maybe i'm wrong maybe that is a dog man thing and i just don't know that, it but... it can be because dog man are sometimes can you know confused with those uh shape-shifting things and that's what land between the lakes seems to be a huge hot spot for um shifters and that sort of thing as well as dog man uh this has become um i would say if not the number one area you were camping right in Yo, know, what is ground zero for strangeness and paranormal activity and and cryptid central. So, yes, um, no one's been hurt, but there are missing campers there. There are missing hikers there. There are, you know, missing people there. Um, so, so be careful, please. Yes. Travelers. Remember, your destination is your car, not the yes. place you're hiking to. You know, National get back, Park Service. There and back. There and back again. Remember the Hobbit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is, I, you know, you experienced something. Please uh, mark the dates again, report this, and uh, we will, you know, share it with uh, uh, Expedition Bigfoot and some other places too. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Next. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you for that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, be careful out there, please. Be okay. careful. So this one's uh, a bit of a long one. Here we and go. We got one more gang, but I think this one is pretty epic. And I purposely made sure I do not normally sort these. I wanted to make sure Erica got this one. So okay, well that just gave me chills already. So here we go. Please, I need help with info on not deer. Oh nope, nope, <laughs> nope. You know how I feel about not deer. No, no, I don't want to read this. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Travel. Happy Halloween. Are. 
Let me see who this traveler is. So I can acknowledge uh, Kayla. Oh, Kayla. Mm, okay, here we go. Please excuse all the grammar and spelling mistakes. No worries, Kayla. No worries. We, I, we never point those out. So Yeah, I'm typing this on my phone as fast as I can. This is serious. It's going to sound silly, but please bear with me. This is copied by my own throwaway on Reddit. I tried asking a few friends of mine, but there isn't much info out there. And don't worry, we don't think it's going to sound silly. No. I grew up in central New York and some of the woods in my backyard, nothing crazy because there is also a school nearby, but we would get critters, deer, fox, raccoons, possums, etc. This whole thing starts when we were back home around the holidays and my brother and I went to the back of the shed to smoke some weed. It is legal in New York at this point. I don't know why I mentioned this, but I feel like it has to be said. By the way, there is no judgment. I no she judgment didn't that, but there's the no judgment. I enjoy myself some gummies, so I get yeah, it. Okay. That's all you guys. I, I take my epilepsy meds. They're enough. Yeah, I was going to say, that's almost like taking some of the gummies. Here we go. Okay. We had a weird setup where there was a garage and then a shed was built on into the back of it with an opening facing more of the backyard, the woods. The woods also is a strange thing where it is almost framed the yard like a room. So the foliage is only about five feet away from the shed, went straight back about 60 or 70 feet, if not more, then took a right angle to and turned to the right, making a wall of woods at the very back. From the shed, you could see the rest of the backyard. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So to understand the scope all around. Yeah. So to understand the scope some more, we categorize our backyard into three sections. Section one, where the back deck is not my, not further past the entrance to the garage. Section two, rest of the side of the garage, swing set, tree, and back of the shed. Section three, started right behind the swing set and tree. They were next to each other and then goes all the way back to the woods. There's nothing there but grass. So my brother and I were sitting in the shed and we can see the swing set out to section three, except it was pitch black. So we really could only see what our phone flashlights would let us. And again, it was Christmas time in central New York. So I'm going to guess snow. And but, dark. And yes, very snow, and, snow and very dark. If you grow up in the woods near you, then you know the usual sounds. Even if you leave and come back for a while, it leave and come back for a while, you know what's usually moving around and when when you should stay inside right you know but, you know what squirrel sounds like you know what deer sounds like yeah and crickets and and for me and you bears right yeah bears yeah bears um brother and i were sitting on the back entrance of the shed looking out just chatting at this point sharing one I, I, that's capitalized joint capitalized. <laughs> yeah and then i hear a twig snap suspiciously close to me there's some woods near the shed, and the snap sounded like it was maybe eight feet away from me. Then something jumped out of the tree line near the snap. This thing had to be around... Ah, oh, hold on. Woo, woo. Already. Already. I, you know I can feel it when it's coming, Mark. You know. Okay. Deep breath. Deep breath. Oh. You got this, Erica. We're here for you. Happy uh, Halloween. Uh, screw you, Mark. Okay. Here we go. This thing had to be around six, seven feet in height due to where its eyes were. The eyes were huge because they were front facing and reflective as well. Like the eyes were too big and way too high off the ground to be a normal animal. We would get at night in the winter. 
It stared for a second and leapt left to get back into the tree line. And this is in caps. Then, not two seconds later, it emerged from the tree line all the way in the back of the section three, still coming from the left. So before the, they go, so before the very back back, it stared at us again from a distance and I could only see its eyes. And again, it jumped into the trees and it was gone. I figured I'm high. That is, that had to not be what I thought. Although <laughs> there was no mistaking it until one of us asked the other also, wait, let me say this again. Until one of us asked if the other also had just witnessed what I saw and realized it was the same thing. So after a little bit, I got the courage to turn my back to the woods in the dark to finish our joint in the light in the garage, then quickly lost the courage and went inside because I was so freaked out. I had never heard of not deer at this point and still hadn't. I didn't look anything up. I didn't try to figure anything out, just minded my own business. But then I had these dreams and that's when I looked it up and put Uh. two and two together that it may have been a not deer. It was too damn tall to be any other predator we got in the area. One of the dreams, uh, I really don't love this. Okay. One of the dreams I don't remember very well, but I think it was the first one I had. And it was like a deer body with the head of a deer and its eyes facing forward and looking very human and standing on two legs. It was on the back deck of my childhood home where we saw the thing. And I don't remember much after that. Edit. The not deer was adolescent, by the way, like 10 year old size. But the second dream still freaks me out. It took place in my childhood home again in the living room that has the door to the back deck. And this again, a tall bipedal walking deer opens the door and walks in. But this thing looked different. The face was this royal blue fur. It turned to me and still had those weird straightforward eyes, then raised its arm, pointed at me with a human hand like it didn't have hooves and just pointed at me. I'm pretty good at lucid dreaming because of how many nightmares I have had. So at this point, I woke myself up. I don't know. It sounds stupid, but it shook me to my core. My brother and I agree. Whatever we saw was not a normal thing. Does anyone have any knowledge they'd be willing to share about this? I can answer any questions because there's a lot of other weird things that have happened there as well. Kayla. Okay. Kayla, you completely freaked me out. So <laughs> let me just kudos on Halloween for completely freaking out. Erica, let us talk. Cause this is not the only listener tale we've ever gotten about the not deer. No, no. And uh, we've, uh, we've talked about them in the past. They were a creepypasta thing. So Again, it popped up on the the creepypasta, which was a Wikipedia for folklore. So a lot of it was user generated. A lot of it was, you know, fiction. Uh, this is one of those ones that's kind of taken a life of its own. And we may be seeing manifestations of something that has fed into this because it is a collective unconscious type thing where people are expecting to see it. But I don't think that's what this is. Um, no, no, I don't think so either. Do you have a? I think you have a theory. I know I have a theory. Uh, what are um, your? What is your theory? Because my theory involves native spirits. So, same. 
Same. There's, yeah. there's, there's I, a thing called the deer woman, uh, also known as uh, the wumpus. Uh, and uh, I do not know the different native names for New York, so I'm not even going to try to pronounce it or Google it, but uh, they have their own version of that up there. Um, and um, that is a creature that guards the woods and also when you're on the wrong path, tries to steer you back to the right path. And we'll... And so, okay, I just got the goosebumps again. So what I was going to say, Caitlin, is this. I would look back, both you and your brother, to what was happening then and what you changed in your life or what was being changed in your family life because yeah. it may have been the wrong direction. And if your brother is not having the dreams, but you are, it may be you. That is my recommendation because normally, even though this was scary, these things generally are not ill omens unless you're going the wrong way or they're protecting something but it doesn't sound like they were needing to protect against you guys being in the shed smoking pot that's not something that's, to protect that's against. Not so that's the bad thing it could have been something else you know um like i said it's legal and honestly most natives did that too so you know that was you know the, you know that so a native spirit would not be upset about that it's something else it's something else and the pointing at you really tells me it's something to do with you so you you may want to look at a path you chose i mean that's we're not... with the human hands and human you know yeah. features that's not a not deer a not deer tend to be a deer acting weird you know like walking the wasting on disease and, is yeah, a, wasting what a lot of people stuff, yeah. attribute not deer to but a not deer tends to be um not actually in that region they're not yeah. known for that region. They're not, known not for, for that other... area. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but... so Kayla, Kayla, I thank you for that. That was a perfect Halloween letter. And, um, uh, but like I said, I would just, you know, you know, it wouldn't hurt to talk to, uh, you know, just, a, a, you know, someone who has access to some handy spirit guides or just a therapist. So, yeah. yeah well, and I'd say spirit guides and take a look. Just think if, if you made a choice around that time, that took you on a path and maybe that wasn't the right path for you. It's, you can do some own self-reflection too. Just, along with you know, get together, you know, a, a small support group and, you know, that, you know, with, and just talk about what you saw, you know, there, there are no judgments in a lot of these places. Yeah. And we have no judgments. And if you so posted ever. that on Reddit, I'm sure you got all kinds of weird responses. So, you know, take those with a grain of salt, but yeah. uh, you know, we're here, you know, if you want to send us more, we'd love to hear more. So. Okay. Okay. Last one for Halloween, Erica. You ready? I don't think I am because the your tone of your voice is going to tell me that I'm going to be freaked out. So, all right. So, although uh, this is from Teresa, it says although I have had many experiences throughout my life, this is one where I became a true believer. I was 15 or 16 and asleep in my bed. Yep. Nope. I'm already out. I'm out. I don't want to hear this. I had my dog Missy who was also asleep in my bed when I felt her tail start to wag. Missy had a dock tail, so when her tail wagged, her butt moved as well. <laughs> so I felt her tail wagging and woke up, and at the end of my bed was a little girl. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Well, hey, you know what, though? The the dog is wagging the tail, so not sign, a right? She was almost see-through, but had big, dark 
eyes. Oh, I don't like black eyed children either. Yeah. Ah, no. Brown hair that was just above her shoulders. She was petting my dog. Oh. When she realized I was awake, she went under my bed. My dog got up and also went under my bed. I looked down and under my bed, and the little girl was staring at me. Missy was right next to her. I remember saying, it's okay. Missy likes to get attention. And then I went back to sleep. Not once did I feel fear. To this day, I remember her face. Oh, Teresa. Ooh. Okay. So, so I don't think it's a black-eyed children. No, it's not a black-eyed child. Thank God. Oh, God. I thought that was going to get really dark. Luckily, no. it did. Let's end on a good note. Um, yes. Teresa, that's an amazing story. But sometimes, like I said, they just... They just come visit and then they go like they, whatever. I want to visit your puppy. I mean, if yeah. I was, a, you know, if Callie was a ghost, I'm sure Callie would come and play with your puppy. You know, uh, I think we all would just like to play with Missy and, and, you know, and, and give her a good pet. You know, uh, yeah, it's, uh, um, I, I think you did the right thing by saying it's okay. I don't know if that, you know, the child ever came back to visit. I don't know if you looked into, you know, if anything happened in your house and you might want to see if, there was something attached there, or maybe something got brought into your house that it's attached to. There's a lot of things that it could be, um, but it sounds like you had an amazing experience and it made you a believer. And that's all we keep saying is document, document, document. So if somebody else moves into that house after you moved away and sees that little girl, they think they're crazy. But if you have left them a note or if they see somewhere when they Google my house and at hauntedhouses.org, I lived here and saw a little girl ghost that petted my dog <laughs> lived under my bed. There you go. That person yeah. suddenly isn't crazy. So exactly. post anonymously if you want to. True, true, true. And thank you listeners for all these amazing tales. We love them. We love them. Keep sharing with us. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Just like sharing your candy at Halloween. So no, Mark, you don't share your candy at Halloween. We all know that. Well, people send me all your Snickers and your paydays. So, no, and, uh, none of that. Do not do that. Eric, all your candy corn. So yeah, no, no. Neither one of us need either one of those items. <laughs> so no, but give it all out in our names. Say happy trick or treat. Exactly. So, um, Especially and, uh, to those um, people dressed in costumes that uh, there are more than than the kids. Definitely, yes. candy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If there are more trick or treaters than kids in your neighborhood, make sure they all get a treat. Exactly, yeah, exactly. We know the rules, right? We know the rules. So, but happy Halloween, all. We hope you're enjoying spooky happy Halloween. Halloween. We've got some more stuff coming ahead uh, before it's all wrapped up. And then we're going to move right in to Nightmare November because there's so much spooky, it's spilling over into next month, gang. So, and we will just keep it going all year long. Spooky yep. season is our favorite season. So, yep, yep. And we love these listener tales. We love these letters. Please send them to us at eerietravels.com. You can also send them to Mark at eerietravels.com. Uh, while, you know, if you're looking for more eerie spooky stories, please go to Paranormality Magazine's website, paranormalitymag.com and vote for us to be on the top 10 podcasts. And if you use the code travels, uh, you can get a discount when you order any of their merch or digital issues or digital subscriptions. And also please like, share, and subscribe. Let We want more travelers. We want more stories. The more you spread the word, the more we get more stories. So, and that's what we're all about. Gang. So uh, Erica, do you have anything you want to say? 
No, I just want to say, don't forget how thin the veil is. And we're getting very close to sort of the the All Hallows Eve. So be careful out there, travelers. We want yep. you safe and sound. Use your gut, use your judgment. And Mark? Yeah, you, just remember, you don't have to be faster than Dogman. You just have to be faster than your slowest friend. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, on that, <laughs> travelers, we'll see you on the other side.